Kaiki Tane Hortaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Happy Friday. Coming up on the program, can I get my job back? If you had to leave your job due to being unvaccinated, what now? Employment lawyer Jordan Boyle with us on that. New strategies announced to address our children's waning mass and literacy levels. Earlier on the panel, a few days ago, Dr Nina Hood said that nearly one in five 15-year-olds in Aotearoa are not meeting even the lowest benchmark for reading. So we discussed that. And it's almost 100 years old. It's Kiwi-made and you can't get it. What is it? It's jib. We'll talk about jib later on in the program. And 25 years of this film. Steve is an apprentice mechanic, but he spends most of his time reading the trading post. He just loves yeah. buying and trading. Ergonomic chairs, four of them. What do you want? 180. He's dreaming. Dad, 450. But jousted sticks. Tell him he's dreaming. <laughs> Never gets old, 25 years on. The Castle, one of the, the most quoted films of all time. What's your favourite quote out of The Castle? Text us 2101. And we have William McNeil, an honorary professor at the University of Queensland School of Law and just what The Castle means to the legal fraternity. He joins us later in the programme. And also Power Ballad Friday, what will it be at 4.30? With me this afternoon, financial advisor Jenny Morton. Kia ora, Jenny. Good afternoon, Wallace. And Professor of Chemistry at AUT, Alan Blackman. Professor Blackman, welcome to you too. Hi, Wallace. How's things? Very well, thank you. Let's dip straight into the Friday mailbag. And boy, oh boy, what a week it was for your feedback. And we loved it. Now, we discussed perhaps the biggest uh, topic uh, right across the week was, is it time for universal dental care? Uh, we had Oliver listening in from Japan. This is his email, Wallace, listening from Japan. Dental care here is covered by the public health system and you end up paying 30% of your bill, 30%. A scale costs me less than 20 New Zealand dollars in Japan. I regularly get work done on my teeth. When I lived in New Zealand, I didn't go to the dentist for years because I just simply couldn't afford it. I think many people do the same. It desperately needs funding, I think. So Oliver is in Japan. He play, He pays 20 bucks for a scale and clean. What was it in New Zealand? Auckland, 210 bucks. We rang around the country. Wellington, 208. Christchurch, 187. Whangarei, 94. Timaru, 92. And Gisborne, $145. Here's another one. I nursed a man who had tried to remove his very painful tooth. From that, he ended up with infection in his heart valves and septicemia. Months in hospital, weeks in intensive care, heart surgery. His care would have covered hundreds of dental treatments. Your thoughts, Jenny Morton, on well, look, universal dental I... care. I just think it's it's just another part of healthcare, isn't it? And, and oral health is linked to heart health. That's a well-known fact. And it just makes complete sense to cover oral health at the same time as you're covering other parts of the health system. Why not? You, I, okay, I know what, why not. Funding. But, yeah. You know. um, get a good deal at your local dentist, Jenny? Um, I have a, a wonderful dentist. Um, and I love her immensely, and, and she's a friend as well as a dentist. But, yeah, it does cost quite a lot, and I'm, mm. I like going to the dentist frequently. So yeah. I do. 
Okay. Um, uh, what about you, Alan? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got a very good dentist too, but, um, you know, I, I hearken back to the days where all of the primary school, pretty much all of the primary schools had their own dentist, you know, um, and now I don't think that happens anymore. And yeah, it's, it's, it is absolutely vital, um, dental health and everything from an early age. Um, so it needs to be invested in, obviously, or reinvested in. Uh, another one here, I call the gap between my front teeth the poverty gap as I've never been able to afford dentistry. <laughs> Most of my dental problems originated from trainee dental students in Wellington being let loose on my teeth during the 60s and 70s, left with eggshells full of black metal, which slowly but surely fell apart, says Andrew. Uh, so, look, thank you so much for your response on that. We had such a huge response, and I'm sure that we'll return to uh, the topic of dental care, whether we can afford it or not. Uh, and moving along into the Friday mailbag, what else do we have? The issues of those with disabilities disabilities, particularly getting around in their own home. We had Dr. Huhana Hickey with us on the panel uh, this week, and as a wheelchair user was familiar with these issues, uh, Dr. Hickey was saying, look, you know, um, I, I can't even uh, to this day uh, get into a room or two because it's just uh, corridors too tight, you can't turn around, kitchen's not uh, friendly for those with wheelchairs. Uh, and someone here, named with Howard in Hawke's Bay, says, uh, Kia ora Wallace, uh, re kainga ora, housing limitations with disabilities. I'm a social worker with the elderly, and they are also struggling. They have increased falls and are often not bathing because their houses and bathrooms need modifying. Besides the fact that this is inhuman and humiliating, increased hospitalizations are costly. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, if the, the if it was dentistry, which was the biggest topic of the week, the next biggest, uh, not by far, was gardening and whether or not it is shaming people to say, hey, grow your own veggies, or actually is it just common sense? And Rochelle says, if you have enough time to tend veggies garden, then all the better. But most people don't have the luxury of time to do that these days. Here is my attempt at growing carrots one year. Looking really promising above the ground, the result was so dismal, it totally put me off. It is so much easier to buy a bag for $3 from the supermarket. So I took the liberty uh, of emailing both Alan and Jenny this picture of these really miserable looking carrots. They don't look good, but the leaf, the, the, the top part does. Jenny. I know, it's so disappointing. I look, I, intermittently I try and grow vegetables. I tend to stick with um, lettuce and tomatoes because they tend to be the safest, although my tomatoes this year were dreadful. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's this great idea that we should all grow our own vegetables. <laughs> but it, the reality is that, 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 that they often don't turn out looking like the ones in the supermarket. Try harder. Um, and then the, do some research, yeah, do some homework. Oh, yeah, I sort of I have this thing called a job and um, a life and a family and you know, sorry, I just think right. I fail in that department. Alan, yeah, I mean that that photo, um, they were hard to recognise as carrots, really. Um, you see, <laughs> it's like some mutant but orange vegetable. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. It it is a time thing, really. If you're going to make a go of of growing vegetables then you really do need to put the time and the effort into it and 
That's How becoming hard a real can it be? We'll come back. We'll do this on Monday. We'll get we'll get a gardener to tell us. Uh, how hard it can be to just to put a simple plot down, a bit of compost, and there you go. Surely you can grow better carrots than what I've seen just right here in the picture of the shelf. <laughs> um, I rent, and luckily the landlord agreed to let me put up some raised garden beds in. But gardening is not easy, and it's definitely not cheap, especially if you need to buy and make garden beds and soil. Often the soil in the backyard is not good quality for growing mine, mostly sand, and soil is quite expensive. Uh, Sarah says, Wallace, my partner is an amazing gardener. He's about to retire and he's looking for something to do. I think that if any of your listeners want someone in Auckland to show them, build, to build their confidence and knowledge of how to grow a garden, garden, where and when to plant things, he will be great. He's very patient and he's a good listener. He can organise planter boxes for anyone renting or who has limited space, says Sarah. Sarah, if you listen to this this afternoon, can you please email me, thepanel at rnz.co.nz, because I'd like to get in touch with your amazing gardener partner. But that'd be a lovely job um, in the retired years, maybe even even as an affordable uh, garden consultant, Jenny, someone like this person who could go to your place and say, here's how you do it. Yep. yep. Sounds good. I have a veggie right. pod. I have, I am quite committed to this idea. It just doesn't actually turn out that well. No. Okay. Uh, and regarding timekeeping, are you a timekeeper or are you a time bender? Uh, do you like to be on time or do you like to be a little bit late? Uh, or you just tend up being late. Wallace says tea in Wellington. I was forced to arrive half an hour early for many things as a child and I loathe the wasted time. As an adult, I try hard to be no more than a couple of minutes early. I often fail. I appreciate that some people consider punctuality a matter of respect. I would counter that by saying that flexibility and acceptance is just as valuable. Kia ora to that. That's a lovely uh, email and thank you so much for your correspondence this afternoon and by the way we are being overrun literally overrun by quotes from the castle. Um, (laughs) It's extraordinary isn't it how popular it is. Chris says my favourite quote what's this Dal? With reference to the icing cake uh, on the uh, icing, uh, the icing on the cake. Anyway, uh, time for I've been thinking, Jenny Morton. I've been thinking about Madeleine Albright, who passed away on Wednesday, aged eighty-four. And as we all probably know, um, she was the first woman to be appointed Secretary of State in the US, and she was appointed by Bill Clinton in nineteen ninety-seven. And I, I was about 30 at the time, and I think it, it really, I don't know, resonated with me that, that this was a woman stepping into a very powerful position, something that hadn't been done before, and, and it was really important. Um, she was an amazing woman. She was a feminist in the true sense of the word. She believed in equal rights for women and equality for all, and she was a huge supporter of other women. Um, her personal motto, which is often quoted, but I don't think it's always attributed to her, is um, was there's a special place in hell for women who don't help other women. And prior to being Secretary of State, um, she was the US ambassador to the United Nations. And at the time, she was one of only six female um, permanent representatives on the United Nations out of 183. And those women worked together and lobbied for women's rights around the world and were actually instrumental 
in getting rape declared as a weapon of war and that it was a crime against humanity. Um, mm. She, you know, when you admire someone like that, like I Googled her because you think, well, maybe there were controversies that I don't remember, but there really weren't. There was, there, you know, she was criticised for the um, sanctions against Iraq and the impact that that had on the Iraqi people. She certainly um, was, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, but... She admitted that was a terrible mistake. But apart from that, you know, there wasn't scandal and controversy around her. She was a she was a, a role model for women. She was a, a glass ceiling breaker. She was much admired. And I think okay. this other quote really sums her up really well, especially for women who might be struggling to have um, uh, be heard in their role. And that was, it took me a long time to develop a voice. And now that I have it, I'm not going to be silent. So I've been thinking about her and feeling a little bit sad about the loss of such a wonderful woman. Thank you so much. Jenny Morton there. I've been thinking. Alan Blackman. Well, Wallace, I think last time I was on, I was busy bemoaning the fact that um, <laughs> the word a kilometre is often uh, mispronounced. It's kilometre. And um, you caused a sadly, I'm still hearing that on national radio. So obviously the message hasn't got through. So I thought, what the heck? Um, seeing as we're going to be talking about literacy later on today, I thought I would... Um, reinforce it? <laughs> reinforce it, yeah. Come up with uh, a series of my uh, bugbears in terms of uh, bad English usage. So bear with me. It's going to be quick. So you've sent me an invite? No, you've sent me an invitation. Invite is a verb. Oh, come on. Absolutely redouble your efforts. No, you're not. You're going to quadruple your efforts, for God's sake. There's no such thing as redoubling. Just the same thing. There's no such thing as reimagining. You can imagine. Don't reimagine. You haven't got a skill set, for goodness sake. You've got skills, okay? And most certainly upskill is not a proper word. Texted is the word. I texted him, her, whatever not I text, okay? Everyone says that, it's bad. Leverage, please, leverage is a noun, it's not a verb. Um, same with staircase, staircase is a noun, it's not a verb. Uh, lots of people say verses, or they just say viz now, instead of verses. Uh, impact, impact is a noun, it's not a verb, and there's a terrible word, impactful, that gets used. Wellness is a bad word. Learnings is an awful word. Whoa, 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 we talk whoa, about whoa. I don't send yes. you an invite. I don't send you an invite. No, no, you send me an invitation. An invitation is the That's noun. Right. Invite is a verb. You invite someone. A narrative, no, a story. It's better. A pin number or a rat test, Good grief. no. Oh, Enough. It's not. <laughs> the panel. <laughs>